Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which police radio sent you. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Here I am on the internet, again, uh, where we always are, because no one ever leaves their homes. <laughs> and um, I'm here with a member of a band that, that is relatively new to me. I definitely had heard the name before, and it wasn't until just a few weeks ago, really, that I, I, I decided to, to actually give them a listen. And the new album is awesome. It's, it, it really was... Uh, I mean, I want to get into it. But <laughs> before we do that, maybe if you want to introduce yourself, and then just give a bit of background about the band, and we can take it from there. Sure. Uh, hi, I'm Kevin. Uh, I play drums for... Uh, Culted, which is a recording uh, project that uh, involves uh, two other people in Manitoba, uh, Mike and Matt, and then also Daniel in uh, Sweden. Okay. And uh, we've been, I guess, doing stuff since 2008, 2009. Um, and so we started just kind of as a recording project. Um, Mike and Matt had been talking with... Uh, with Daniel about uh, just some common interests in music and things like that. And they decided they wanted to do something. And they asked me if I wanted to get involved at the time we were kind of talking like, you know, like a doom metal type yeah. project. And it's kind of, that's pretty much what we stuck with. Although it's, you know, there's noise uh, it's industrial kind of black and doom, I guess is what they, what they say. Yeah. So, yeah what we've been doing. How how does the Sweden thing work? Because that just seems like I mean it almost seems like something that would happen now during the pandemic because everyone is trying to figure out how to do things remotely. But how did that even work in the first place? Because it's an unusual situation for a band to be in for sure. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is funny you mentioned that. Like we were kind of uh, COVID ready yeah. because we've always been doing stuff like this. I guess how it works is uh, uh, they you just trade files uh, over the internet. You know, you're working on something you start a track a guitar track or something um like our recording process mostly has been uh, mike and matt throwing down some guitar tracks uh matt getting them to me you know it files or on a cd or something yeah. and i listen to them and you know write some drums we record it on top of that and then they do some bass they send it to send it to daniel and he does vocals and he does ambient sounds and stuff yeah it's just digital like the age we live in yeah, yeah. it's just it's, it's cool. It's cool. And I guess at this point, you must have, you know, after doing this for so long, you must have enough trust in each other on either side of the uh, the ocean, I guess, right? Where you know that if you send it uh, over there, it's going to come back with something that suits what you guys are doing here. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that way. Um, it's just funny how it, how it changes so much over time, you know, as you add the layers and things like that. And you have to be, you know, willing to kind of let go of certain things because, as you add layers, right, you lose and you gain, right? Mm -hmm. You lose and you gain. So it's no, it's an interesting process. But yeah, definitely, we have all we have all the trust in the world uh, with each other. We give we give these things over, knowing full well that they're going to get, you know, the other person's attention. And yeah, it's just a lot of fun. 
It's cool. Is this so? Is this strictly a recording project, or is, have you guys played live as as a full group? Uh, it is uh, strictly a recording project. Uh, we've never played live. Um, I've never even talked to uh, Daniel. Like, oh, really? I know what he now because Matt and him made some videos, so I've seen him. <laughs> I've seen him do his thing. So yeah, it's just it's funny that way. I mean, we've emailed and you know messaged and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, we actually haven't met him, and I don't think Mike and Matt have, have met him either. So yeah, it's just one of those things. That's a really weird situation to be in, especially over the length of time that you guys have been doing this too. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, at some point, maybe maybe we get together. That would be that would be cool. It's not it's not necessary. Like I think just the style of music that we're doing um, and, you know, and from Daniel's background, um, just an ambient noise and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. It is kind of, yeah, it just lends itself a little bit to that, that isolation, I think. And I think that is something that we all kind of draw upon. And now, you know, the times we live in now, like it's, it's uh, super poignant, but yeah, we've been, yeah, just kind of doing it, doing it that way. And we're not, I don't think we're in a rush to change it. Yeah. Well, and I guess like, you know, Manitoba and Sweden, I assume parts of Sweden anyway, uh, probably have similar kind of desolation and, you know, and bleakness in the winters. And, and bleak is kind of the word that, I, that that came up for me when I listened to the record. Um, oh, okay. And so that just came out, what, a month ago now? Yeah, it was released, uh, I think, 26th of February. Okay. And and how long? Oh, well, I guess, I guess, first of all, what was it like releasing a record during a pandemic? I mean, I know you're not playing shows, which is a bit of an advantage over, you know, a lot of other artists. But what was that process like compared to releasing things in the past? Just knowing that everyone's sort of on lockdown? Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting, this record, it took a long time. Um, and I know uh, some of the other guys have talked about it. Uh, before in, in some of the interviews we've done but like the, a lot has been going on in the past several years really just with all members at different times and in different ways okay. and I, for me personally um, those guitar tracks that are on this album they sat with me for a long time before we actually got them recorded and uh, it was at um, my brother's social uh, one of the prizes there was uh, from Bedside Studios uh, Len uh, for a day of recording and Mike happened to win it. He won that prize. So uh, he said, yeah, let's record the drums there. And I said, that's awesome. It took a while to get there. It took me a while to get there, but we did get there. And so that part of the recording was, that was well before COVID, but then okay. afterward, um, like a lot of the work that came afterwards was, uh, was during COVID. And then actually one of the positive um upshots of just the whole lockdown was that I think Matt at least had all kinds of uh, motivation to uh, to try his hand at videos and stuff and cool. so I think he's just putting the finishing touches on what's going to be the fourth video uh, uh, that he's done and w- with Daniel as well uh, for the album so it's actually in that way it's been kind of positive um, other than that you know, all the communication is is kind of through email and things like that. And with the label, we we're so happy to get picked up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's honestly it hasn't it hasn't been an issue for us. I can say just because we're kind of used to doing it this way, anyways. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a, it's a nice uh, benefit to have, I guess, in a time <laughs> yeah. where everyone else is struggling to find ways to to play shows and tour and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did, you know, during a time where everyone's kind of miserable. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, I mean, the, 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 the sound of this album, it, it's, again, it's very bleak. It, it's, it's really, really, um, I mean, it's a downer in a good way, right? <laughs> like, does, does that, do you think the situation affected the sound? I mean, obviously the drums you said were recorded first, but just the overall tone of the thing, it, it just, it just seems very, very heavy. I mean, obviously heavy, but just like emotionally heavy to listen to and in, in, in a very positive way, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think it's, yeah, I think definitely your situation and, you know, circumstances and all that, it definitely comes out uh, in whatever you're doing, your music or whatever art or just whatever you're doing. Yeah, it definitely comes out. So I would say it has an effect for sure. And in some ways, it's also maybe just kind of just makes it not so much that it that it influenced it to a certain point. Uh, so much as maybe made it a little bit more relevant or accessible just because there's kind of this very common uh, sort of experience going on right now. So yeah. that might be part of it too. But yeah, I would say definitely uh, some of that uh, post-production work and some of those decisions that were made. I mean, yeah, how could it not have an influence? Yeah, it's going to affect everyone regardless of what their job is, right? Whether you're a musician or, <laughs> or anything really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's the reception been so far to this? Because I know I know it's it's fairly new, but I've seen just in kind of, you know, looking online, a lot of reviews already. And it seems like uh, you get a pretty good response. Yeah. You know, there's been some good reviews out there for sure. Um, I think that uh, Season of Mist has done a really good job in trying to market it and get it out, get it out there and maybe to some areas where we weren't maybe known before so I, I think they've done a great job in that regard and yeah we've had some good reviews had some not so good reviews and and that's the way it goes I mean and you can kind of tell what people are into like if you're really into kind of the noise and the industrial side of it you're going to like certain songs and not like other and if yeah. you kind of want more straight ahead kind of rocky metal then you're going to like some of the other stuff so it's yeah it's it depends what what people are into I guess
Where does the industrial side of things come in? Was that always part of the sound or is that something that's sort of developed more recently? Um, that was always part of the sound. Um, I think it's gotten a little more uh, intricate and a little more mature as, you know, like as the albums have progressed, but it was always part of the sound. And that was always a big thing. Like if you listen to some of uh, Daniel's stuff, uh, Deadwood and that like he's you know he's been doing that kind of thing for years and Mike and Matt are into are into sound and, and that stuff too so it's always been there I think it's it's probably yeah gotten more developed and yeah especially with our previous LP um, Oblique Doll Paths there was definitely definitely a lot of uh, focus on on the sound and, and ambience on that album and it's you know there are some very long songs yeah. and it as kind of a flow, whereas this one is more, these are more short, like not that there isn't some connection between them, but they're more distinct songs, I think. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this, again, I don't want to dwell on the, on the pandemic too much, but it's just kind of everyone's enwrapped in it. But yeah. how, how do you, I mean, obviously the label's helping, but how do you get an album like this out when you, when you can't play shows and you don't play shows and, you know, you have an audience obviously developed over the previous records and then you have, you know, a following and everything, but what's how do you let people know you have a record out is it just all like hammering people on social media basically at this point or because you're in a again a unique situation you're in two countries you're not playing shows even covid aside right yeah. it's, it's 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 a weird uh, situation to be in yeah you know i guess it's just those channels that do exist like like the label like i said they they've done a lot of legwork on that and so i guess they they understand how to uh how to utilize those channels just to send them out you know you get you get your music out to to be reviewed by mm -hmm. various bodies and you know maybe they like it and maybe they don't uh yeah it's definitely not like a brick and mortar old school pound the pavement yeah. put up the poster and play the show kind of thing yeah it's definitely it, it hasn't hasn't been that for sure so yeah it's a different it's a different approach but uh yeah you know it's 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 not really a mass there's no mass appeal, I think, to the music. Like, it's kind of a niche Yeah, market. it's going to have a niche audience no matter what, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think they kind of know where to look for those types of things already, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're recommending it to each other and everything too, right? So you have that, yeah, yeah. Did you feel, um, do you guys feel detached from the rest of the Manitoba heavy music scene in general? Because of the, the fact that you're not, you know, out there playing shows with some of these bands? Or do you feel like you have a good uh, sort of kinship with some of the other bands out there? Um, I would say out of the three of us living in Manitoba, I would say I feel the most detached, okay. but it's because I really, I'm not involved in any other band projects. Like everyone else in this band has other things going on and they're just a little deeper into it. Um, when I used to live in Winnipeg, yeah, I, I was, you know, playing in bands and stuff like that. 
and but I haven't played a show in a long time. Yeah. So I'm definitely detached. The other guys would be less so. They're they're still in the mix, and you know they still do shows and when they can, right? Yeah, I mean, course, I guess yeah. they're doing shows, but but up until that point, they're still quite involved in jamming and and you know still recording other things too. So yeah. Of the Manitoba members, were there were there local bands that when you were all coming up that you kind of all um, were were fans of? Not necessarily influenced by, unless you were, but, you know, I always try to place people in my head as to where mm-hmm. they sort of came up in the local music scene. And, I mean, you know, do, over the course of doing this show, I'm talking to people who are between 18 and 70, right? So there's like a pretty right. wide range. And, like, I'm almost 40. You know, I started going to shows in, the, like, 95 or something. But, I mean there's a definitely a big range and just in terms of the bands and venues and stuff. So what was your sort of introduction, I guess, to the local music scene? Ooh, probably like, uh, the first show that, that I, I ever played. And I think Matt and Mike too, we were all in a, in a band when we were in high school and my brother Lauren and, uh, Brent Thomas on vocals, we were doing like, uh, covers we okay. were doing metal covers and stuff like that you know just high school kids and we had a couple of our own songs too kind of in a in a thrash metal sort of a vein and we played a show at the uh, west end cultural center and uh, who else played there i think it was meat rack oh yeah play and so that that would be one for sure and i think i think malefaction and um uh, mike actually ended up joining malefaction so okay. he 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 was in Malefaction for years. So that, that was a big band. I know that, that had a lot of influence and well, I mean, propaganda, obviously. Yeah. And, everybody in, and, in the entire province. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, like, yeah, Meat Rack. And then some of the other bands, like when I was a little more in the scene, like the bands that you'd see a lot around in the same kind of shows would be like Head It's Concrete or yeah. Trust, you know, uh, those, those kind of bands. Yeah.
do you have um like when when someone hears you're in a band, they want to hear more about it. They want to know what kind of music you play. Do you have a, like a quick and easy answer to give them? Because I mean, you know, you have the industrial elements, you have the doom stuff, you have the black metal stuff. Like it, there, there's, it's all I guess within the metal umbrella. But do you have like a shorthand way of describing it? Yeah, I guess <clears throat> maybe this isn't the way to approach it. But I guess the way I do is first of all, I think if they're into metal, then you know, I'll I'll say, well, it's kind of blackened industrial doom is what they've been called and, that, and i think that fits yeah like, totally yeah um but if they're if they're not into metal i'll say you you wouldn't like it <laughs> <laughs> kind of leave it at that yeah yeah well i mean yeah like you said it's a, it's a very niche uh style within a niche style right so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for everyone yeah yeah so with, with the with the release of this album is it um i know it's available online because that's where i listen to it but is it available yeah. in physical form as well or is that uh to come uh yeah actually there's uh uh we have cds and there are also actually uh some double uh vinyl cool uh, uh records that came out as well so we're we're pumped about that it's always nice to have something on vinyl so yeah i've got I've got quite a collection of vinyl going. I just got to get my record player going so I can listen to them. I've got albums that uh, I've had for years. I still haven't listened to. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, okay. Well, how does that work then? Because I mean, you know, I, I, I'm someone who listens to physical stuff. I listen to tapes and records and CDs. I never stopped. Uh, I don't understand how <laughs> Spotify works, all that stuff. But um, like a, a big driver for a lot of bands when it comes to selling physical stuff is, is at shows, right? I mean, they're, they're, there's a merch table. You guys just, necessarily don't have a merch table so what has the uh, situation been like for for selling physical product did you just do limited runs or has it been easy to sell them online and that kind of thing um yeah i guess it goes through the label site right so they you know you can if somebody wants to they can order shirts there or order you know you can order a physical copy of the album and that kind of stuff it's yeah it's available and there's all sorts of choices you can make there too so yeah that's all handled that way like we got you know we got a few CDs. They sent us a few CDs yeah. and, and we bought a couple of vinyl copies just for ourselves and that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's all, it's all run through, it's all run uh, through the label. So it actually works. It actually works pretty well. That saves you the trouble of. <laughs> sure yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what's the, is there a story behind the artwork on the album? Cause it's very, uh, I mean, it seems very fitting to the sound for sure. Yeah. You know, we, I think we all feel very lucky that we we managed to get a hold of this now um mike matt and uh daniel i think i kind of discovered this uh piece of art uh by i believe an italian artist okay they just thought what the heck let's let's inquire about it and they uh yeah managed to acquire a license to use it with our with our stuff you know and uh and it wasn't it wasn't as expensive as we thought it would be so we, we thought it would be a good it, we thought it would be a, a good move for us. Yeah, it just it captured our imagination certainly, and we thought it was kind of fitting for what we were doing. So yeah, we're we're pretty pretty happy that that we ended up with it. Yeah, it's cool. It's 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 striking for sure. Anyway, like you see it, you're like oh, what is what is this? <laughs> yeah, there's lots to look at. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess like you know what what is the plan now? Um, again, pandemic happening. You know, no one's <laughs> seeing anyone. But are you guys like? What's your I guess um recording schedule like how often do you guys release stuff because of the unique situation you're in you know with being in different countries and stuff do you have a kind of a cycle you go through uh once an album's been released then is there sort of a timeline for the next one um it it hasn't really been like that 
Um, and, you know, I had mentioned that this last one kind of took a lot of yeah, time. Yeah. We did get that EP out uh, just, just before, which was great. Um, right now we are uh, all kind of working on stuff and thinking ahead. I think just having the album come out and we were feeling pretty happy, happy about it and just, you know, being with the label and stuff. And so it kind of gave us a little bit of a boost. So yeah, we've been uh, working on a little bit of stuff and um, we've been talking about changing up the process a little bit. Uh, I think I had mentioned before the process has been traditionally for us uh, starting with the guitars yeah, and then, uh, and then adding drums and then, you know, going from there, uh, bass and vocals and sound and, you know, other percussion, per- percussion and, you know, just, um, kind of post-production tweaks uh now we're we're kind of thinking um starting with some noise oh, at cool. the beginning and then maybe laying some drums on that and also uh i'm uh, looking to maybe uh write a, a piece on the piano and then see see uh where that goes so yeah it'd just be something something new for me i mean i played the piano but i've never I haven't recorded much piano. I'll say I think I did a little bit when I when I joined up on one of the uh, of Human Bondage albums. I did a oh, little cool. bit on there, but yeah, yeah. So it'll be something new for me. It's a challenge because I don't typically play metal piano, so it's uh, it'll be something interesting. <laughs>
important is, I mean, you know, you just mentioned uh, starting with noise as a potential way to, to, to write going forward. How important is that kind of atmospheric sort of, uh, I don't think ambient is the right word, but, you know, just, just uh, atmospheric, I guess, uh, sound mm-hmm. to, the, to the overall creation of what you guys do? Because, I mean, there are elements of that, for sure, like in listening that are just uh, noise, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's a big part of our, our approach, for sure. Um, I, that's one area where I am probably out of all of us, I'd be the least experienced in. So I really don't have much to do with it. I, however, do enjoy it very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's important to the sound, I think, and it's important to what we're trying to do. Um, we want to, uh, just trying to explore maybe some of the different noises and sounds that you can, that you can sort of, uh, use or reinterpret in an artistic way so yeah it's it's important to it i think it will be interesting uh, if we do end up uh, starting with the noise and then going from there because that might sort of like you said just having sort of an atmosphere uh, that that might kind of fuel a different uh, creative process so yeah we'll see see what happens there cool and then if people want to find uh find the record and find your, your previous stuff too what's the best option for it I, i'm sure you're on all the online stuff but where would you prefer people go to to find your records um, well, our, yeah, so the season of mist, um, that's our, the label yeah. that we're on that our site would be like the official place to, to get a hold of that stuff. But like, if you're looking to stream and things like that, you can do uh, Spotify. Um, if you, if you just want to maybe check out one of the songs or check out one of the videos it's on YouTube, uh, yeah, the album's called noose. So you can, you can check that out and yeah, go from there see what you're if it's if it's for you or not <laughs> yeah what is the significance behind the name i mean because you know i was looking at it is, like, is it new is it french <laughs> and then you just pronounce yeah. it new, right so what is the uh what, what's the meaning behind that um i'm not the best one to explain that but my understanding of it is sort of uh it's an aspect of the mind and intelligence i think that deals with um a pure reality uh, it's not abstract thinking. It's kind of your horse sense, maybe. Of okay. uh, in the moment, it's that it's that thought, it's that human thought that is, I guess, maybe animal at the same time in the moment. That's kind of how I understand it. But the other guys might might have a have a better perspective on that. Okay. Well, and again, this might be a question that you that you're the best guy to answer. But you know, that's obviously. Um a little more of a high concept uh, than, than, you know, thing to name an album after. Is it, yeah. is there difficulty in kind of getting across concepts like that in a style of music that is very abrasive and very heavy? And, uh, you know, uh, it's not like you're, it's not like you're a folk band where the lyrics are crisp and clean and everything is, is right on the table for you. Right. It, it is, I'm assuming that a lot of the other songs have similar kinds of, uh, there seems to be a lot of emotional depth. There's, you know, the subject matter is it, like the title, fairly high concept is it difficult to get that across in, in aggressive, abrasive music? Um, yes and no. I think for me, I think that um, it serves its purpose just by being there. And it's just a gentle nudge, yeah. I guess, to the audience to just maybe think a little, think a little deeper about maybe what we're trying to do or say, like we're not telling anyone to think a certain way or do a certain thing is but I guess when you, if you involve something of just a little bit more uh, in-depth, uh, I guess, intellectually or however you'd put it, I guess you're just inviting people to do a little bit of uh, deeper thinking. Because if you look at um, 
uh, a lot of the lyrics. Um, they're quite uh, evocative and visceral, but mm-hmm. I think if you just take a step back, you can really apply the imagery and just the emotion to a, to a wide variety of situations. And um, I know Daniel's uh, touched on it too before in some of his interviews, you know, I mean, you can look at it in a religious sense. You can look at it in, you know, in terms of hegemony or, you know, just even uh, mainstream thinking and just what, you know, what is what's going on in people's minds and what do they, you know, what do they accept and what do they give up, you know, for the sake of certainty, I guess. Okay. Okay. Is it safe to assume that this is something that is uh, best consumed as a single listen? I mean, that's how I listen to it. It is just start to finish mm-hmm. sitting down and just uh, playing it. But I mean, do you, do you prefer someone to take in the whole record as a single thought basically, or, or are you cool with the, the fact that it's most likely going to be listened to piecemeal because of the way sort of music is consumed nowadays? Yeah, um, this album too. Yeah, it is a little more conducive to the piecemeal uh, approach if, mm. if that's what people want to do. I would suggest that um, if you do have the time to listen to the whole thing, I would sit down and, you know, put your good headphones on just because there's a lot, you know, a lot of work's gone into some of the, the sounds and the layers and, you know, just to kind of hear it as closely as it was intended to sound, you know, if if that's your thing and if yeah. that's not your thing, you know, just pop it in. Pop it in, and if you like one of the songs, then listen to that one.